Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our, on our hearts and minds. The good and the bad, the concerning and uplifting, just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, I am. Me, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes. I'm going to jump right into the checkup. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm okay. You know, um, it started to get a little bit more cold in the mornings. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I need to like double dose on my vitamin C and vitamin D and also to have vitamin because I feel, you know, a little, you know, when you feel just a little sniffles, like a little sniffles. <laughs> you feel the change in the weather. Just, a- yeah. And that's what happens with me. You know, God, mm-hmm. thank you, Lord. But I don't really get sick. I, mm-hmm. I just, when the weather changes, my body, I'll get the sniffles for a little bit, for a couple of weeks, maybe. And then that's that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, other overall, it was an okay week. I mean, these people in my workplace, <laughs> yeah, they're too much sometimes. <laughs> but um, I got through it. So, you know, God willing, I got through it. But another week, another dollar. So, you know, uh, how about you, girl? How's What's up with you? How was your week? My week was uh, good. I uh, I was telling you earlier. We I went did a uh, softball a charity event and mm-hmm. we played softball. And boy, yep, my body mm-hmm. was broke up. Okay, we're doing the checkup. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just starting to feel half. I'm <laughs> feeling, I'm feeling about ninety percent myself at this point. You see, the mm-hmm. tournament was all day Wednesday and it's Saturday, and I just started to feel like myself Jeez. today. Um, yeah, you know, if you, if you're not somebody who's playing a sport on a regular basis and you just go and play softball all day or whatever, any other sport, because mm-hmm. softball out of all the sports is one of the softer ones, if you ask me, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like, you're not running up and down a basketball court all for the whole game right, and you're not, right. or like a mm-hmm. soccer game, like True. softball is but like, it's still, you, it's still, it's still it's, a lot of physical, like it's still physical though. because you know, you're, you're swinging a bat, like, so my shoulders and my arm was, and you know, you're throwing a ball. So all the things your body is doing aggressively, <laughs> right? My muscles uh, before the end of the day were like, "Ooh, girl, <laughs> what you doing?" Uh, right? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, because you know, I'm not completely inactive. I've been been a lot more active in my in my in my weeks leading up to the tournament. But again, like playing a sport all day, like we played five games. Mm. That's going to take a toll, no matter how, you know, active or, you know, regular fit. I'm talking about regular right? fit, not athlete fit. If you're an athlete, you're an athlete, and this should have been okay. But if you're, like, a regular person, you do your little piece of exercise to knock it, to check it off a list to make sure you're being somewhat yeah. active, um, then, yeah, you're going to be hurting. But anyway, it felt good. It's good to test your body sometimes to see where you're at. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it was for a good cause. You raised over $25,000 for a local Ooh. woman's shelter. Ooh, we, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was a highlight of my week and, you know, coming and I, like a crazy person actually got up the next day and went to work. <laughs> crazy, huh? Even <laughs> when my body was, but you know, when they say, listen to your body, my body was like, are you sure right? about this? 
Are you absolutely sure you want to do this? (laughs) Think about it. Think about it, you know, because I'm going to do something to you. So please Mm, think about it. But um, yeah, so that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. The week was uh, productive all around. It was productive all around. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll um, just just jump into the headlines. So (laughs) I'm going to just start with something light. A little late work um <laughs> and uh talk about the recent ebony cover that um little kim notorious rapper little kim um, no that it- wasn't little kim i don't care what nobody tells me that wasn't her <laughs> that was not her um, they can so, say it's her, but that was definitely a clone. I don't give a damn what nobody tells me. That wasn't Little Kim, but go on. Mm-hmm. So no, it's just she, hearing you say it, and I'm like, wh- which part? <laughs> which part? But we we know we know that you know Little Kim has had a has changed her uh, appearance many a time since <laughs> um, since her career has slowed down. Um, and you know, she, I know she spoke about, you know, she admitted that she does struggle with body dysmorphia and what's shocking after she revealed that she was honest and she was even able to admit that to herself and publicly that she has continued to base, you know, it looks like it's the problem is that really escalated. And so anyway, so she did, she was on the Ebony cover and the digital cover was released and social media was, was going around on social media. And, um, obviously when people, the comments were like, wait a minute, who did, it's not, um, it's not even about how she looks. Cause we know she's drastically changed her appearance mm-hmm. many a times. So there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's more like the touch up job, the airbrushing, the Photoshop was really bad because we know all these magazines, some of the top fashion magazines of Vogue and all the popular mm-hmm. magazines. Um, they all do it. They all do a little nip tuck in terms of the Photoshop, digital nip tucking. Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, everybody wants to look their best on the cover, so fine. And I've seen like images, like they show uh, the popular one of the one with Kim Kardashian versus the not the real photo versus the actual cover, and you actually see how they kind of, you know, they'll do a little slim here, a little this smooth out here, but it normally it doesn't look like it's there's been major work for the most mm-hmm. part, or at least it looks natural. This looks like I could have went on Photoshop and took the beauty tool and just do a brush over and say, here you go, ready for print. That's the thing. The main thing is it doesn't look professional. It doesn't look like, you know, Ebony is a for, you know, it's a longstanding black publication. They're no, they have had quality, like they're, they're one with Jonathan Majors. Ooh, they do quality shoots. That's all I'm going to say. I'll say right there. Ebony does quality shoots, and this looks like it's from like a high school newspaper magazine or something. I don't even know. Anyway, so when the comments were getting shysty, the because they're basically saying, "Oh, Ebony, how could you let this?" They're blaming Ebony for having a bad quality cover, and the uh, director, the creative director of the photography uh, photo director, said, came on Instagram after you know Ebony was getting roasted, and he said. Man, she wanted to be in control of retouching this. So this is what we got. Um, and obviously, Lil' Kim got wind of it. And she came back and said, um, you know, across the screenshot, 
said, who is this? Oh, she posted on her stories. Who is this? Because this is not the photo I approved or any other content that they put out. I always <sighs> told Emini it looked like a painting, but they didn't want to listen. They said they loved it. It's the sabotage for me. The funny shit about this is that this is their retoucher. Nah, I call bullshit. So I'm going to okay. stop here. Please. <laughs> um, Little Kim... Okay, so we need to take it back, okay? <laughs> we need to take it back because we were talking about this briefly, and I said, I'm going to find this picture. And in 2016, she went on Instagram and showed a picture of her face. And who is that, Harper? Who is that? I don't know. Who, who the is hell? this woman? <laughs> who is this woman, Harper? I don't know. Um. In 2016, she drastically changed her face to the mm -hmm. point where she did not look like a black woman. Mm. Now, here's my thing. I think that little Kim, I've rocked with her from her very inception of her career, okay? Mm -hmm. And she is a really talented woman who... It's it's beyond dysmorphia at this point. Oh, it's yeah. That she no longer wants to be a black woman period. She has said in countless interviews that she was cheated on by several of her spouses or whoever with white women. And I think that affected her extremely internally to the point where she has converted herself into a whole different race. Now, it's one thing to go get your nose straightened. It's one thing to wear blonde wigs. It's one thing to you know, get your body done or whatever. But you've changed your entire racial profile. Entire. So, mm -hmm. miss me with the bullshit. You did this from 2016. Everybody go back in time and you'll see the picture where the everybody was up in arms. They were like, who the hell is this woman who's calling herself Little Kim? Now, if you want, if that's what you feel like you need to do to make yourself feel better or mm. I don't know whatever you're trying to accomplish at this point because you know you don't look like yourself and I don't know who you are anymore you're somebody calling yourself little Kim and so it's funny that you had creative leeway okay and this is what you came up with this woman looked like she was Asian mm -hmm. she didn't even look white she didn't look black for damn sure, and now you want to you want to place the blame back on Ebony. Miss me with the bullshit. We know that you had creative um, liberty to of your own photos. You were the one, the last say of editing. So if we already know that you want to see yourself as something other than black, then I'm not surprised that this picture is on Ebony's cover. I'm not. And now you don't want the backlash, little Kim. Mm. So you're trying to play, place the blame on the actual magazine. And they had to clap back and tell you, uh, no, uh, -uh <laughs> ma'am. No, no, no. You were the final editor on this. You told us what picture you wanted. And it makes sense that you decided to choose this picture with horrible touch-ups. Horrible mm -hmm. touch -ups. It looked like a kindergarten could have done this. Like, it was horrible, okay? And she is not in the right frame of mind 
Oh, clearly to, not. She's not in the right frame of mind to be the person who makes the final call as to what photo is on the cover. And unfortunately, little Kim, you're going to have to miss me with your bullshit. You tried to change yourself from 2016 till now. So this is not anything new. What's sad is that you've allowed a man to come into your life and change your total perception of who you are. Um, you were a beautiful woman as a, as a nice chocolate black woman back in the day, you held your own amongst, you know, the best of them. I don't understand what you were going through to go this far in, in changing who you are, but you are not recognizable to me. Just like K Michelle, what the hell, who the hell is this person calling herself K Michelle? I don't know who the hell this person is calling herself little Kim. I saw it. It looked horrible. You need to go back to the drawing board. Um, maybe get back some of your melanin. Get back Girl, some of your melanin because if you I look at a side-by-side -side picture, Mm. This is a this is an Oriental Chinese woman on the damn cover of this thing. I don't know who the hell this woman is. I don't know who the hell this woman is. Yeah, I, you know what? While you were talking, I went on to her Instagram page to see like if there's any photos that don't look too touched up. But honestly, a lot of her face not... is touched up, bro. Her face <laughs> is touched up. It doesn't matter what she does. She yeah, has because... changed her race by lightening her skin, yeah. by getting rid of all of the phenotype on her yes, face. Yes, true. She looks like... She, 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 there's she, nothing actually, that she now, can do. You know what she really looks like now, outside of Asian? She looks like the, a, a Middle Eastern woman. See? You know? Like a what? Persian woman. You know how Persian... <laughs> yeah. Because up where I live, there's lots of Persian people up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So it's at the point where... There's nothing that she can actually do. She has changed her face. Mm -hmm. She has changed her face to the point where it's not, it, those are not the feature of a black woman. I'm sorry. They're just not typically the features of a black woman, purely black woman. They weren't her features either. Um, I think that little Kim was prettier back in the day than she is now. Right now her face, she looks like, a balloon that's she waiting like to an, pop. A, she looks like an anime character. Like she yeah. looks like a cartoon. All sorts of things. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what she could. It doesn't matter the edits. It doesn't. You've changed your face. You've changed your color. She and was a, a, a darker skinned black woman. She was like a nice chocolatey brown black woman. And now, like you said, she looks Asian, Persian. That's not anywhere near black. So it doesn't matter what you want to do. And on top of that, they made you the editor of these photos. Are yeah, you big kidding mistake. me, Ebony? Like, are mm -hmm. you kidding me? You made the woman that has admitted she has dysmorphia, the editor of these photos. Are you kidding me? This woman who has morphed into somebody who is unrecognizable. You made her the editor. Really? Nah, fam. Nah, Ebony, I feel like you, you know, ah, uh, yeah, you should have just done your damn thing and 
got it okayed by her, but not yeah. her doing the actual final edits. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, because now she's turning around and saying trying to blame them, blame them. So they should have held their held, held their ground because it's almost like was it worth it? Because they should have no. done all edits and had her okay it. There's rumors now because I think it, based on the you know. I didn't want to spend this much time on this, but last thing, the the guy, the the photography editor, Keith Major, um, there is rumors going around because a lot of people are like, even if it's true that he shouldn't like, that I guess it's a faux pas for him to like expose whatever their agreement was between them. But I mean, the brand was looking pretty bad. So I understand him wanting to see. Yeah, but she came for them too. Exactly. She came for them too, so, so I, I think null and void to that contract. Thank it's true, you. but his, his job might be in jeopardy. On the line, what, maybe. On but, the line, yeah. Um, the fact that he saved the actual it's brand. Not, it's true, your reputation is all you got sometimes. Right, so true. and so I think they'll overlook it this time. He might get a nice little slap on the wrist, but at the end of the day, they'll overlook it because he came to the rescue of the brand. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, little Kim... God help you, girl, because if you have not one more damn nose job, girl, please stop. Please stop. But the thing is, we know these type of people. They they yeah, never stop. I know. And they, to the point where they look grotesque. Like right now, I could say she's more on the it's getting clownish, but it's not. But it's you know, if she stops, she's okay. If she stops, but you yeah, know, she could, looks like a there's caricature a point, to me. If there's a but point yeah. where it goes to first unrecognizable, then to clownish, then it gets to grotesque. So I'm praying it doesn't get to grotesque. Oh, I thought she'd been there. But, oh! Um, <laughs> I, 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 I do. I think she's gotten there a long time ago, if you ask yeah. me. But um, like when I saw her perform, in, I think it was in uh, 2021, there was a few things that she performed at, and I was like, nah, nah, fam. Because she's nah. not even breathing the same. Oh she's yeah, no, you can't because your nose is gone. most of her cartilage right. is gone. Yeah, so not one more no job, no, no more, no, no okay. more. Quick. Okay, okay, moving we're gonna move on, on from there. Yeah. because honestly, Ooh. we can't help her, people. We can't help her, fam. You can't. Okay, um, give me a second. I need to pause because I. Okay, so moving mm-hmm. on from body dysmorphia yeah. queen. Yeah. This week there was some protests in the city, some local news here in our city in Toronto. Um yep. the parents, there's been a lot of parents upset with the um sex ed curriculum here. I mean, mm-hmm. this this curriculum, do you remember when it came in? I I mean, I think it was a while ago, but I think they've been slowly been adding some extra sauce yeah, on it. They have like, been. I know yeah. from when it was first introduced here in Ontario, our province, um, it there was a lot people were upset because of how, like you know, the, they 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 kind of gave like an outline of kind of how it progresses for each grade, and some people felt like some of this was too early, or kids don't need to know about this at this age, and 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 I know there was a lot of uproar, but I think now the, I think particularly the transgender piece. Um, is what seems to be really um the the yeah. topic. It seems from what I've seen, uh, that people are upset about. I think it's a whole curriculum, really. But I feel like I think in terms of like the active the activists that have been coming out to counter, I mm-hmm. guess, protests are the trans folks, 
And so this week, a lot of parents uh, in came out in the Greater Toronto area and were protesting about call, and uh, with the banner that said "One Million March for Children." Um, and it's the idea is to their message is an intent is to protect children from indoctrination and sexualization, um, which. I get it. I get, I, and for me, I don't. I, I getting it gets all confusing. But at the end of the day, it comes down to let kids be kids. For me, I don't Thank even have you. a child. But for me, I know I understand. Like it just comes down to let a kid be a kid. And of course, parents should have the right to, you know, because I know when I I went to Catholic school, and mm-hmm. when they started the. It's nowhere near the the sex talk is definitely nowhere near what it is that is today, <laughs> right? But because uh, we went to Catholic school, I think they would send uh, letters or the day before they would let you know that okay, we're going to talk about this, and then right. I guess you could, you know, whether you they tell still do people, that. They, by yes, the way. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And then most of the time, parents don't like. I mean, if there's some people who are super religious or like you know of a different religion. Then very rarely, I think I can remember only one time one kid was like excluded from from that, and it was soft. So they really mm-hmm. now look at back. There's no reason, right, for for right. a parent to do that because compared to what's I've seen, the little that I've heard about, yeah, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, what do you feel about this? Because me again, I if you're saying like kids be kids, I agree. Um, without I don't really remember the curriculum that mm-hmm. much. There was only a couple of things that I do recall when it first came out a few years back, where I was like, "Yeah, that's a little bit much." Because it's right. one thing to it's because here's the thing: it's one thing to to say you want to include LGBT to just say LGBT uh, exists. That is mm-hmm. a thing. Okay, so even when I was a kid, yes, they would say, "Yeah, there's some people who do are are this that are gay." That's it. That's as far as it went. Right. I didn't get into what they actually do and right. getting because into all they the... took it from more of a medical standpoint yes. than yeah. a political standpoint. Eggs. That's a good point. That's a good point. And and that's where the difference that's where the difference is, is that when we were growing up, first of all, I just want to put it out there. When we were in elementary school, they just taught you the basics of the human body. Okay? So you knew how everything You knew worked. how you knew when your period was coming, mm-hmm. what that meant. You knew how the female body and, and the male genitalia worked. Mm-hmm. You you understood the reproductive system and that was where it stood. It wasn't until you got to high school yes. where they then built on that and started looking at it from a medical perspective of there is transphobia. Or sorry transgender people there are Mm. people who have um body dysmorphia there are Mm. people who have but they're looking at it from a medical standpoint yeah and Mm -hmm. so they're just telling you what it is and that it exists Mm -hmm. that's it that's all there's no debate there's no discussion Mm -hmm. this is what that is right and so now it's the agenda is entirely different Okay, and they want to at times push it down the throats of these young children who are still trying to understand the human body, period. 
Mm-hmm. You're confusing it. I feel like it's something that should be built upon. I feel like it's something that should be addressed when in high school. I feel like when we were in Catholic school, um, I feel like uh, the Catholic Church still had a high influence as to the curriculum for the students when it came to these type of subjects. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the Catholic Church does not now, but I feel like they're up against a, a bigger battle than they were then. So now they have, you know, the, the politics that are behind this that are um, pushing the agenda on them to make a decision. Now, what I will say is in the Catholic district here in York region, um, which is just outside of Toronto, they are not focused yet on the politics part. They're still focused more on understanding the human body. And Mm. so they do make mention of it, but they don't emphasize it. So Mm -hmm. when you're reading a textbook, there will be parts of a chapter that happen to address these things, but they're not focusing on those parts. They're focusing on the chapter in its entirety. So when, um, which, you know, my daughter was in grade four last year and I did surely get a notice, a letter, um, and the teacher let me know in the letter that if you want to keep your child absent that day, you're more than welcome to. Okay. But this is what will be discussed in class. So when I had a chance to read that letter, I also, as a parent, had a chance to address it with my own child. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is where I'm going to, people might not like what I have to say about this, but you are in charge of your parent, of your child's education. Period. Point blank. It starts in the house. So even though this is going on in the school, right? I now as a parent have to take charge of certain topics and and let my child know, (coughs) excuse me, how I feel about that. (coughs) And what biblically, as Christians, how we look at it. And so... Um, after it actually happened, I had a chance to talk to my daughter more and, and get her take on okay what was going on in the class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry. I'm very, cur- <clears throat> I'm very curious about what she had to say. What she told me was, they just told us what it was. Okay. And I was, I was okay with that. I was okay with that because I'm not oblivious to the world around us. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And so I'm not going to raise my child in a bubble. No, of course not. That's stupid. Okay, you're setting them up for failure when you try to raise them in a bubble. Because when they go out into the world, their bubble will get popped. So now all sorts of information will seep in, right? And so I have a chance still to take a take a control of this uh, this conversation of the LGBT. Mm-hmm. community in terms of transgender i um i think it's going a little overboard in the school mm-hmm. i think they're pushing the agenda too much um it hasn't really affected the catholic school that much mm-hmm. okay because i find that they are still you know uh the catholic church is still very much involved in the curriculum 
And people who decide to send their children to a Catholic school obviously have some sort of religious, you know, value behind them. And so they'll voice their opinion and have no problem with that. And so overall, I can see why people are protesting. My whole thing is let the children be children. Let them, let them grow and learn. Let's build upon what they know. We first need to let them know what the hell their body is doing. What their body is doing. You know what I mean? Understanding the body, period. From a scientific perspective. And then we can elaborate once we know that these kids can have a a, a real chance at uh, looking at things from both perspectives and making their own judgment on, on how they feel. You know, um, about those particular topics. But I saw the protests and I was like, well, you got to do the damn thing. You know what, Jeanette? Hold on. Let me get some water one sec. I'm dying over here. Girl, I don't know what the hell is... Yeah, but anyway, I saw the protesting and you know what? I think parents have a right to protest what their children are learning. But I feel like a good way to combat that is to start having the conversation yourself. Yeah, and I and that's always been my thing. Like, I, 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 you know, my thing is, like, like you said, I think your kid, there, you, you can't be absolutely, you know, I haven't sp- spoke to the parents, but you know, I'm just going by what I see in the news and the headlines. What's really the loudest, and the loudest yeah. seems to be this the gender identity and the LGBT. But the thing is, you know, there's this curriculum. There's a at the end of the day, your kids do need to know about this. And we know for a fact that with social media, kids are already doing or even seeing and seeing learning about these things sooner. So it's a way, as you said, they need to not be completely in a bubble. And and that's how, you know, they're not equipped to deal with the world. Or they're yeah. not equipped to know, to, to know what's going on when something, you know, like these molesters and all these weird shit, you know. Like they right? need to have some type of awareness. And to your point is whether you opt your child in or whether you want to count like and and you still have an, a, a secondary conversation like what you said which i think is yeah. probably ideal you you still regardless need to talk to your kid about that stuff and regardless because a lot of the the you know the visible protesters are you know and i'm willing to be challenged on this but that's what i'm seeing in the news is are from the muslim community right and honestly yes, the majority of them are Yes. Yeah, and just, and yeah. you'll have some Christians and Catholics of course. alongside them too. But you are correct. That's what I'm seeing. That's yeah. who really is pushing the agenda uh, to protest. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you if you have a religious, like I said, some religions, regardless of what it is, they they want to have a little bit more control in how and what their children learn about anything to do with sexuality, right? Let's remove, you know? So, yeah, but, but you should uh-huh. still, but it seems like you don't want them to learn anything. And then that's kind At of all. where I'm like, you guys, come on now. Um, you know, regardless, even if you are living in a strict Muslim household, your kid is going out in the world every day and they are going to a public school. Girl, so, they don't even <laughs> have to go to school. All they have to do is open their phone, their tablet, the phone. Their Well, computer. that's the scary part now, right? Because you, you, you're look, right. Look, even you if have, they do... Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, the, the guy, and he was on the beer can. What's his name? 
Oh yeah, the Mulvaney. Mulvaney, Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney. He was on. He's doing. He's doing demonstrations on his thing on his uh, podcast or whatever he has there about tampons. Oh, that was ridiculous. He was on a beer can. So okay. Your child doesn't have to necessarily agree with it. Your child doesn't have to know nothing about it. Your child could be oblivious to the topic. Mm. But as soon as they open up a laptop, a phone, That's a true. TV, anything electronic, it's in their face. So, and then questions start to arise in their brain, right? Mm. And so that's where I, I kind of... um encourage parents to have this conversation a dialect between your child because they could have a lot of questions that are unanswered that they don't understand what's going on around them and we cannot have our child in a bubble as much as you want to as much as parents we want to protect our children and all that and i get it i'm 100 percent there however i feel that the best way i can equip my child and protect her the best is through knowledge because if I don't teach her and I don't tell her, then she's going to take everybody else's word for it. Mm-hmm. Now, even as a as a parent in general, when it comes to your child going to school, I'm a strong believer in working hand in hand with the school. Your child sends home, home the school will send home homework with your child. If you don't take the time to sit out and do it with them, they won't succeed. So you are like the reinforcer of what they're learning at school. So if they're going to go in school and sit down in a class that's talking about the LGBT and trans people, I too need to have that conversation so that my child knows where I stand, you know, and uh, they can make an educated decision on what they think about it. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's how I, smart. you know, that seems like the rational approach, but um, we shall see um where this goes uh i'm definitely i'm definitely for kids learning about this stuff but it's it's the detail and the political like as you said the political angle which seems a little sus but um yeah it's pushing it down their throats we'll keep can they understand at the in grade four they don't even know what the hell's happening to their bodies Mm. Their bodies are changing. Little girls are growing breasts. Boys are starting to, you know, grade four, five, six. They're, they might have wet dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to understand what's happening with their body from a scientific a scientific and medical level first before we start building on that. Yes, to normalize it. It needs to be normalized for them. Because right? Because otherwise, you know, you don't want them. Anyway, so we'll see where that goes. So yep. next we're going to jump into a quick, another international thing Ooh, the indian community is mad um and rightfully so in our country um there was recently a indian um expatriate who moved to canada into vancouver he was a sikh leader mm-hmm. um, and that is a sect of uh you know community in the indian nation and mm-hmm. his name was hardeep singh nijar Mm-hmm. And Hardeep Singh Nijar was gunned down um, in a, in front of like a maybe a temple or something, I believe. I can't remember where, actually. Let me not say, but he was gunned down. And um, pretty much following that, uh, our prime minister, Justin Trudeau, mm-hmm. literally came out to the press 
um, and said very bluntly, and he, I quote, he said, very bluntly, I will say that, and you will know me enough that I'm not in the habit of commenting on private diplomatic conversations. Um, oh, no, this is not Trudeau. This is who's saying this? Oh, Cohen. And Cohen is a diplomat. He's a diplomat for um, Canada. He's a U.S. ambassador to Canada. Okay, so that means what they're saying is not only did Trudeau um, say this, or not only did Canadian intelligence know this, but a U.S. intelligence is involved in this as well. And I'm assuming that was the case. I, I can't imagine Trudeau would have the balls to go out and 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 do and uh, denounce a nation without no. you know corroboration from the FBI, CIA. You know what I mean? Like there right? needed to be something to back them up. You know, Canada's yep. not in the habit of doing that, right? No. And so there is saying that there is saying there was a shared intelligence among the Five Eyes partners that it informed Prime Minister Justin Trudeau um, before making that public allegation. Um, between a potential link between the government of Canada and the murder of um, Hardeep Singh. And so, uh, yeah, so this is the U.S. Uh, ambassador to Canada, and he said very bluntly, I will say that I'm not in the habit of commenting on private diplomatic conversations. But I will say this was a matter of shared intelligence. There was a lot of communication between Canada and the United States about this, and I think that that as far as I'm, then that's as far as I'm comfortable as going. And so they're trying to get some um, in intel as to why um, Judo said this. Anyway, we know what happened. That's in the news. So let's talk yep. about the fallout. Yep. So the fallout now, since Never uh, since then we've mentioned <laughs> and pretty much uh, Trudeau and I guess we could say the Canadian government accused Indian government of being involved in this person's uh, murder. Uh, India has now since canceled all visas from for Canadian residents, and obviously that affects the Indian community here. Anybody who's a Canadian yep. citizen from in or you know from with roots in India, and they have family or business or whatever, and they want to go back, those folks cannot go back to the country because this is like a swift. This was a swift retaliation from India. And I guess the question is, I was talking to one of my Indian co-workers and I was like, okay, I get why Trudeau would do that. Like for me, it's everything seemed rational. And I, and because obviously in the Indian government is, is angry because that's a very public display of like slapping somebody on the wrist by what Trudeau did. They, right. reta they retaliated. So everything, all these chain of events, I'm like, okay. But then I spoke with an Indian friend of mine and she said that, um, you know, it's not the fact that, you know, even if they did have something to do with it, which I'm assuming there's proof because honestly, this is very strange. It's very right? unusual for the Canadian prime minister to really put themselves in international hot water like that, especially with a country like India, right? where there's a strong business relationship and there's a lot of um, uh, emigrants that come from there to here and back and forth. That's you right. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they, there's a lot of wealth that those folks bring to this country as well. And Good. so she said, okay, but what about, they never do that with, uh, they've never done that with China. And I was like, ooh, points, Thank you. points were made. I never thought of it that way. Shots Which, are fired. 
points yeah. were made. Only yeah. and I and the reason why I caught on right away because I'm like there was actually a similar incident with a Chinese um migrant from China who was like in the political realm and speaking against the Chinese government and where they were getting threats from uh you know random people and mm-hmm. nobody really said anything like there were people saying it but Trudeau never said anything right so i was like when she put made that point i was like oh that's true but we all know why nobody wants to fuck with china at this point but um still i think if because, you don't do it because china and russia are body and bench mm-hmm. so right now we don't want to rock the boat but um yeah. In all honesty, though, I think that Trudeau has already rocked the boat. Oh, he's, um, oh he rocked it big time. And uh, yeah, the government over there in India is not having it. Nope. Um, and here's my thing with Trudeau, though, is that uh, there must have been a reason why he felt he needed to oh, get Oh, of course. Involved. There was proof. There, that, I, right? without a doubt, I, I don't doubt that they had the proof to do it, but the, that, 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 that is the truth. I don't actually doubt that's the truth. But I think but, it's more the international relations. Yeah, but your friend mm-hmm. is correct. Mm-hmm. Because China has been doing nonsense for a long time. And Trudeau has kind of turned his back. Yeah. yeah. And turned a blind eye. So for you to do this, listen, Trudeau, we're not trying to have no beef with nobody. You understand? Mm. We're really just trying to get along in our own damn country. Okay. We've let a lot of immigrants come from India to this country, mm-hmm. okay? And now India's like, okay, well, keep them, mm. okay? Um, and Trudeau, we're really not in a, a great financial position right now for us to have any international uh, beef at this point. We're just not. Financially, we're no. still trying to you know, gather ourselves. And so having these connections with places that do business with us, like big business with us, uh, I don't know if that was the best move. I think he could have done it a little bit more subtly. Um, I don't, I, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm talking from a position of not being in government. So maybe it's exactly. easy for There's me to no say way. that. It's hard. I think because it sends a strong message. Um, but I think the, the message pr- was too strong. It was very that's, strong for was, him to say it because it's even that's better. What to I'm get, saying is that yeah. he could have done that. You know, he wasn't diplomatic enough. I think he should not have been the one to say it. That's no. what I mean. We yeah. have agencies where they say we are investigating, similar to like when there's like questionable stuff that happens and happens with um, Chinese diplomats or people who run who come from Hong Kong and China and are speaking against the government from here. They're usually they'll have government intelligence and all that, but it won't be him. Like he won't exactly. Even if, he, if he does say anything, he'll skirt around it. He's not going to say anything direct. So it's interesting. But anyway, we'll see where the yeah, story goes. We'll it's see. to be continued. I think yeah. there will be our. There's a large community here. There'll be a lot of noise about this. Oh, um, there already is. There's rumblings all over the damn city. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, um, I will say. On one hand, I think it's it's crazy because, like you said, it puts us in trouble, kind of an international with with uh, international relations with India. But on the other hand, it's almost commendable because it's like, yeah, you don't want these countries, these governments, to feel like they could just come and this not, these people come for freedom and to get away from um, uh, oppressive governments, right? So now for you to you 
you know, organizations or whatever from to leave over there to come here to kill somebody who's been here, working here, and became a Canadian citizen. We gotta nip that in the bud. I don't. Th- I don't think this was the right way to go about it. But that's um, my point. He didn't go yes. about it the right way. I, yeah. He wasn't diplomatic enough for me. So we'll watch and see what happens here. But there will be some more protesting going mm. on. Oh yeah, shortly. yeah. Oh no, so, I see that happening you know, for sure. Definitely. All right, so we'll move on to this crazy story going mm-hmm. on in the States that I saw. So uh, earlier in the week, they were saying that this former NFL player by the name of Sergio Brown, um, his body, the body of his mother was found near their home in Chicago. And they were saying they were worried for him at first um, because he was missing. And I think they live... Like, you know, people are thinking, oh, maybe they came, they came for him and they killed his mother. So of course, there are some people thinking right away that, oh, is he involved? But most people are like, oh, maybe it was a hit and mom got mom's got hit in the crosswords, right? Right. Um, Little, you know, so I was like, oh, this seems sad. This seems weird. Like, you know, I was like, what is this guy involved with? Because he's an ex-NFL player. He's not an NFL player anymore. So, right. you know, when who knows what they get into once they finish with the football. Yeah, cause especially when the money not, you know, the money starts exactly, dry up. right? Mm-hmm. So they found his body's mother and he was missing. So everybody's like, oh, was worried whether he got, like, kidnapped or, in- or killed too when he was just somewhere else. Two days later, my guy was, uh, there was a video of him circulating on uh, the internet saying fake news, fake news. Um, You know, I thought my mother was in Mexico, blah, blah, blah. The thing I want to say with this video is he's clearly mentally uh, unstable, mentally unstable, you know, CTE, you know, we know with NFL players, a lot of them being knocked around their brains being knocked around in those helmets. A lot of them end up um, suffering from CTE. And CTE is something that, uh, you know, we've seen it manifest in really aggressive behavior with a lot of them having really dramatic domestic violence um, charges. And obviously mental illness is a part of that, right? And we saw with Antonio Brown, how that manifests with him. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, Yeah. So Sergio, he's 35. He was still missing. He's in Mexico sipping Mai Tais and his mother was just murdered and he's making these weird videos. Um, Sergio, I'm going to, I'm going to need Sergio. (laughs) You're like, you want to, are you going to say it? Are you going to say it? No, I want to know you say it, girl. You say it. Are you going to, what were you going to say? You're right on cue. No, go ahead. You say the damn thing because you're right on cue. No, I'm gonna need. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Ah, I'm not saying it. What were you gonna say, Kim? No, no, go ahead. No, I'm listening. Uh huh. Just sip some <laughs> water right here. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say what you think I'm gonna say. I'm just saying he needs to come back and attend to the fact that his mother was murdered. And see what's going what's going on. Whether you I'm know. gonna need, I'm <laughs> gonna need mental evaluation on Sergio. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna need because okay. this don't look right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I saw the videos. 
And he's mm-hmm. a troubled soul. Oh, you he's saw a it. very troubled soul. Yeah. He's um, off. Uh, off his rocker. Because uh, your mama just died. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. Um, his reaction. Yeah, it's not normal. Is, is 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 far from normal. It's almost uh, psychotic, if you ask me. Because most people, even ones that don't have a very good relationship with their mother... You're going to feel a way. You're going to feel a way. And mm-hmm. um, Sergio, I'm going to need you to be evaluated. I'm going to need it. Because this just didn't hit right. What's strange? <laughs> what's strange is prior to them it's finding it right, it right at all. At I'm all, you see those. Be- oh. <laughs> well, okay. Like, I want to see this without laughing. I want to see this without laughing. So prior to them finding the mom murdered by the creek there, by their close to her home, um, they put the family put out a missing report for both of them. Wow. And then now when the police go to the house, because they said she's been missing for 72 hours, um, they went to the house and searched around the house. And eventually that's how they, they found her. But they were gone. Um, three, you know, she, they were missing, both of them, the two of them at the same time for over 72 hours. So this is a strange story. Yeah, we're going to find out. He made it out alive. He made it out alive. So I'm not saying it. Uh-huh. Something, uh-huh. something to write. So yeah, we'll see. We'll keep we out on this. Like I will have a, I'm gonna keep an eye on this story and like update next week and see if he comes back to the States or what. But anyway, quick uh our there's two light things. Uh we're gonna we wanna move into our first segment. Yeah. So two light things. First of all, y'all really believe if you don't know Nigerian people, if you really thought Thames was pregnant for please for she has more respect for herself than that. Sorry. If you really thought that Thames, a Nigerian nah. woman, nah, fam, Mm-mm. was not only pregnant before marriage, but pregnant by future, of all people, you mad? Yeah. Nah, so. I mean, maybe I might be kicking myself, but I, I found it hard to believe. Um, I've seen photos, the photos where they thought I was like, that this looks like a little bit of, you know, she's a she's not a skinny girl. Um, it looked so, like she ate too much. That's right. Look a little, a little extra bloat. That's about it, right? But you, I mean, I'm gonna culturally, it just doesn't connect. Nah, fam. So we'll see. One, you know, b- before I move on to our our RIP, one person I do knows, pregnant, feel confidently, is Holly Bailey. Yeah, she and is, I don't know why she doesn't just admit it. <laughs> Holly Berry is definitely. <laughs> Sorry, Bailey is mm-hmm. definitely pregnant. She's for preggos. She's preggos. I mean, that's, you know, hey, I can it is never what it understand is. why a woman would hide it. Like, I could never, okay, I could understand maybe you're a young girl, you know, you're a little kid, or, you know, you're 16, you you're don't confused. want your parents to find out, yeah. you're confused. Yeah. I could understand you hiding it, right? But this is a grown-ass woman who just got paid a kerjillion dollars for doing The Little Mermaid. She's mm-hmm. well off. She does not need for anything. So I And she's grown. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really at a loss. I think it's because of who the father is. 
um, yeah. and that he's oh, yeah. a joker. And a lot that, of people don't aren't don't approve. I don't of like that. him. I don't no, like I don't, him for her. I I'm don't think they're well either. yoked at all. I think he is too jealous of her. Mm-hmm. And anytime I see a man that could be that jealous of his I mean, woman, oh, he's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, big turnoff. So mm. uh, for me, I don't think she's such a she's such a uh, sensitive soul. Not sensitive soul. A a, a very um sweet soul you can tell she just has this innocence about her and um i think maybe that's what she's trying to hold on to and she's not trying to screw up her bag with disney you know because this is not going to go over well with disney however use grown girl you got money in the bank like stop this i don't know why everybody's in a tizzy i think it's because she is trying to hide it that's why people yeah it's gonna it's gonna come out soon and finally, yeah, nine months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, finally, some sad news. We're gonna end on sad news. I don't know yeah. why I'm ending on this, but um, the group seven hundred two. One of the members, Irish Grinstead, has passed away. She mm-hmm. passed away this week. Um, and beautiful uh, soul, very beautiful. beautiful soul. When we were growing up, and when we were coming up, yeah. Uh, in elementary high school times, mm-hmm. they they were part of Missy's crew at first. Yeah, they had Stilo. Was the shit. Mm-hmm. They had even before they did that big hit with with uh, the Neptunes and yeah. There Stilo. Um, I can't remember their song right now, but uh, Seven O Two was just a really good group all around, and and they were really pretty. Like that was they were really, really pretty. I know, they were, I and know, fe- and feminine because there was a time when we still had the mix of, um, you know, they still had the hip hop flavor of like TLC and like wearing baggy clothes and stuff, and then moved and Aaliyah just, and Aaliyah, yeah. and they were just coming around a little bit after that. So they were like, they were like, they had the attitude, they had the looks, mm-hmm. and they were like very like cute and like girly. Yeah. And so I feel like that was their like thing as a group. So get and get it together. So that was it. Yes, it's like get it, get it together. together. Where my it's girls my at and Stilo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, classic. Yeah. So anyway, I I was curious. I was like, oh, I didn't know what was going on with her or whatever, right? But they did say, um, I did see a post, an old post that they said they they paused touring. Because, uh, you know, they put her in prayer because she was very ill. So sometime late last year, um, you know, I'm going to just, I don't know what it is, but the only thing I think it could be is cancer. But without saying she was very ill and it looks like whatever illness was affecting her, um, it took her life. I'm just glad it wasn't like, you know, unaliving oneself right? because that's been going around and the story they have a really sad story because irish had a twin sister yeah when they first had their group before they had the dark skin girl it was um the irish's twin sister that was uh in the group yeah um i think her name was orish orish uh grinstead and so from then you know from what we know about twins when you lose your twin it's like you lose your left hand, your right hand. Yeah, part of yourself. Yeah. And so I wondered, you know, that's why I was like, oh, did she? But no, she died from an illness. Anyway, RIP to yeah. Grinstead and beautiful prayers soul. Up, prayers up to their sister Lamisha Grinstead and the other group member. Um, 
I don't remember what the other group members, Camila, Camila, Camila Williams to them. And hopefully uh, they can uh, heal from this. It's going to be a while, but yes. hopefully they can heal. Yes. So we will move on from that into our first and only segment, I believe, today. Yes, that is correct. Outside of um, the workout, yes. Oh, sorry. So we do have a workout. So yeah, so we're getting to uh, Wagwan for real. <laughs> And uh, real, yeah. In this mm-hmm. segment, we look at stories that just don't add up. We they don't mm-hmm. make much sense. We hear them, we see them, and we have to ask a hard question: What a guan for real? For real. And we've been on a roll with the wagwan for real, but we're yep. gonna keep it rolling. And before we get into that topic, I just want to say, don't make sense. Lots don't make sense in this. A world, lot don't so, make sense in this world. Yeah. But I just want to make a quick joke before we get into our actual topic. So I've been watching Top Top Boy on Netflix, uh, the last, the most recent season. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the last one, and it's based in the UK. And you know, a lot of UK lingo. May I know some of our listeners are from there? Is similar to Toronto because they have that Caribbean flavor, that Jamaican flavor. That's right. To be honest. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the way they say Wagwan is so funny. They're like Wagwan, Wagwan. I know. It's like what Wagwan? I'm like what. <laughs> you can see you can see the influence the british influence because uh there's lots of west indian people lots of jamaican people who um go and live in england yes. you know and uh colony the well there you go right mm-hmm. I, I mean we were jamaica was one of the first to seek independence but we're not going to go there today mm. um but the point is that the influence is there in the british tongue seeps in you know okay. it seeps in it's, okay but yeah, yeah yeah of course of course it seeps so, in you know yeah so this week for wagwan for real we were going to talk about the series of separations and divorces that have come down this week just we'll start, don't understand i don't we'll start get with it. the biggest one that every all the news outlets were talking about and that is from genie Mai and uh jeezy jenkins mm-hmm. um and the one that has everybody uh, side-eyeing the situation is, or the fact that everybody's side-eyeing the situation is that Jeezy was the one to right? uh, file for the divorce first. And in his uh, proceedings, and this is how people are trying to kind of find out what is it, what is it, right? what's going on. Uh-huh. And he, you know, some of the terminology he said is that... Um, not being on the same page with um, family values, the marriage is re- irretrievably broken, and with there's no hope for reconciliations. Very strong, very strong, very strong. phrases leading to people uh, really going in a frenzy to f- speculate what happened. And so they have the they're calling it a quits after just two years of marriage, and their daughter. Uh, is just uh, you know, their daughter is I think about she's a year about and a half. Ten months. Yeah, no, she's months, a, she was born. Months. No, she was born uh January twenty twenty two. So she's over a year. Oh, okay, okay. So okay, that's good. Um, yeah, they have a child together, and obviously he's going to. She's and so get cute. Drunk. She's such a yeah, cute little girl. adorable too. little girl. Um, and, um, yeah, so there's a lot of speculation. So, you know, people get divorced. So, and I'm not going to get do. too wrapped up on what I think happened. 
what I, what I, well, and you know, you, uh, you have your theory and everything. I'm more going to be focused on what people are projecting on what happened because we don't know what happened, but I want right. to, it's interesting what, um, people in our community, um, are projecting, uh, onto this couple. Right. So obviously, um, you know, a lot first at first, you know, a, a divorce is sad, especially it's always sad when a couple yeah. who decided to take the step to have a life together in the thinking that it should be for a lifetime. So it's always that's always something to me that is sad unless we know for a fact that, you know, if we publicly know there's like crazy toxicity going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And then even it's even worse when there's a child involved child or children involved and that's just my feeling those are my values i think it's a sad thing yes and so um it was weird how some black women were like you know kind of you know dancing on the grave type of situation um about gz um divorcing genie mai because of obviously she did say a racist comment that is now famous where she said you know, she wear, marries white meat, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, and dark meat is for the side. Basically meaning, uh, you no, know. No, she said, she said she keeps dark meat on the side. She keeps it on the side. So, so that is very that offensive. Keeps part, that keeps mm-hmm. part is important. It's mm-hmm. important because it gives, it gives you an idea that she will always have a black man around but that he will always be on the side. Mm-hmm. So he will never be in the front. And so I was very surprised that they even got married, but go on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, yeah, she said this publicly on TV. So a lot of yeah. black women have been harboring, you know, resentment and, and fair enough, I guess. Fair enough. She did say something racist. And, um, so it's been weird where they're kind of like jumping on the grave, like, Oh, ah, like laughing at the, at this scenario without knowing exactly what happened. Right. So that's a, a you know, something that I'm seeing that is kind of distasteful. And then there's also, um, you know, for the fact that, you know, she had the racist comment. And then there's also the people who are like, you know, yeah, well, as a black man, she expected him to treat her better than, any of the black women that he had and she still ended up um you know mm-hmm. a, a single mother at the end of the day like, like right like all yeah. those other so yeah. um well for me mm-hmm. with Jeannie my first of all she was on the reel okay and i used to watch the reel mm-hmm. and then i fell off after a while um for a variety of reasons but Jeannie Mai, this is not that comment that is going around is not the first time she's made uh, a racially driven comment before. She's done it before, except she was able to, this was more in your face. Before, it was more subtle. And you gotta, you kind of had to pay attention to the conversation to get it. But she, this is not her first. Second, um, everybody keeps saying, oh, well, she's from the Bay. She's from the Bay. So what if she's in close proximity to black people? She ain't black, mm-hmm. period. Let's not, let's not mince words here. She is not black. She'll never be black. She is who she is. Yes, she gets down with the black culture. Yes, she can sleep with black men. Yes, 
she she'll she'll t- chat it up with the best of the black women out mm-hmm. there, but she's not black. And there's a part of her culture that that ignorance stays prevalent. That ignorance that she has, the way that she even had the audacity to say something like that about mm-hmm. a black man shows her 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 ignorance. Okay, so regardless if she was raised in the Bay, you know, where she's around a whole lot of black people and Hispanics, doesn't mean anything. Her views on those same people are obviously different than what we think. So she just because she knows, you know, too short and she can rap something doesn't mean nothing to me. Okay, it she showed us her true perspective and her true um thoughts on black people and black men specifically now when they got together at first i was like huh okay uh she just got divorced it wasn't that long after she got divorced from her white husband she said that she didn't want to have children okay when she was with the white husband because she didn't feel safe and all of these things then she got married to to Jeezy and shortly after we find out she's pregnant I felt like their relationship was too much of a whirlwind I felt like their their relationship it shouldn't have gone this direction so quickly I think they should have taken more time to get to know each other yeah clearly I think um um that black peen got her mesmerized okay (laughs) And she done lost her damn mind because Tutu's the same woman who said she doesn't want to have children is popping out a child. Mm. So, um, you know, that black peen, man, I'm telling you, it'll do you some things, boy. It'll do you some things. And it doesn't matter what race you are. So, um, unfortunately, in this situation, this little girl is the one that's going to, you know, is going to be affected by this mm-hmm. the most. And I agree with you that you know, the dynamics of their family is going to change drastically and that little girl is going to feel it. And unfortunately, it's it's publicized. So it's everywhere. So one day, this little girl is going to grow up and she's going to see all of this play out. And um, that I feel horrible for because yeah. the little girl didn't ask to come here. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, now... Another another uh, dynamic to this that I've heard in the in the black community is you know, Jeannie Mai, did you think that you wasn't gonna get cheated on? Oh no, girl, these black men will do it to whoever. So you you didn't want to be a single mom, huh? Lo and behold, use a single mom with a black daughter. Mm. Yes, I understand the child is mixed. I get that, but when that little girl grows up. She's going to be seen as black. Okay? So, miss me with that. And um, Jeezy hasn't shown us in his past history of his other children and other baby mothers that he's been a responsible father Mm. that way. So, I understand he's out here making his money. We don't really know how well he's taking care of those children. Obviously, well enough because we don't hear much about yeah, him I think he's as doing his, his, but, his job. <clears throat> this is not his first rodeo. This is not his first child. And this is not his first baby mother. So, you know, 
Um, Jeannie, I don't think you knew what you were really getting into. Um, but mm. one a dynamic that I wanted to look at with this is that how come everybody's getting divorced and separated? What the hell is happening here? What is going on? What's in the air? Because um, I don't want to sniff it. Uh, this is too much. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this is too much. Everywhere I turn is like either it's like you know, the S word suicide is like the biggest thing or it's divorce. Like it's just all this, all this sorrow and tragedy. Like I just, it's a lot, you know, um, gotta stay, pre- uh, gotta stay prayed up, gotta stay prayed up. Right. But I've noticed, and not just with, uh, Jeannie Mai and Jeezy, but also Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. Like they're mm. also yep. on the splits. You know, then, like I was telling you before, we're hearing rumors about Papoose and Rami Ma. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all the black examples of young black love are divorcing left, right, and damn center. And I'm asking, Hua Guan, for real, what is in the damn air? Who, what, like, what the hell is happening <laughs> here? Because every other week I'm hearing somebody divorcing or separating. It's kind of disheartening. Because those were young black love, like young versions of black love that a lot of people could look up to. Um, I don't know if it's couple goals, but it's something to look up to, you know? And um, what's going on? For real, for real. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I, it's true. Well, you know what? Some people are better at uh, cons- or, uh, keeping things under wraps. So it's like a lot of times we don't really hear. Usually when people um, divorce or separate, like we were talking about with Jeannie Mai's first husband, everything is calm and mm-hmm. am- amicable until the shit gets real. And so right? we're not going to get the real story until if it gets dirty in court, right? Or a year later when everybody feels free enough to kind of tiptoe down that path to, to give a little bit of insight. But before the actual divorce is official, a lot of people stay quiet. And we know because, you know what, it's legal, you know the law. And things, yep. you could put yourself, you could bite yourself in the foot sometimes. Yep. Yep. Uh, getting too open before the proceedings are final. Um, so I don't know what's in the air, but yeah, I'm very, I'm so sad about, um, Tiana Taylor and Amon. They were so cute. It's like the epitome of, uh, marrying your best friend when you see them and, uh, so sad. And so, so with them, it's just crazy how it came out with them. I think before we move on, I was going to say, let, let, um, Tiana be a uh, example, everybody. Whether and I'm not just talking about celebrities. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about um, you know, people who share a lot in on social, in, uh, in general, can keep it classy. You know, when you hear people speculating, making comment, calling you, asking you right? questions because they see your husband out or your supposed husband out on a date with his new girlfriend. Oh, um, <laughs> you come back and you just set the story straight and you keep One it time. moving. <laughs> just keep it going. So pretty much it it was, you know, people were trying to create a whole scandal for them because there is a girl on Instagram who posted um photos of, you know, Amon at her house. 
And people are like, what? This is so bold. And like, I I thought it was crazy when I saw those photos. I was like, he couldn't be so stupid to let this girl be taking pictures of him while they're together. Like, obviously, like he knew she had the phone and that pieces of his body were being shown. So, you know, it's him. So now Tiana uh, posted up a couple days after those pictures started going around. And she said, ah, 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 not too much on my bestie. In all fairness, Iman and I are separated. Oh, and we have been for a while. To be a thousand percent clear, infidelity is not one of the reasons for our departure. We are still the Oh, God. We are still the best of friends, great business partners, and are one hell of a team when it comes to co-parenting our two beautiful children. Most importantly, we are family, and and in 10 years together, seven years married, we ain't ever played about that. We just keep we just keep y'all asses out the group chat, which is a reason we've been able to successfully and peacefully separate without all the outside no- noise. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so well I, put, Tiana. Well mm-hmm. put. Um, mm-hmm. But miss me with the bullshit. You oh, know Lord. this motherfucker was cheating on you. He's been cheating on you since the beginning of the relationship. And it got to the point where you felt like you had to have threesomes. Which she went on a whole hobo tour in <laughs> 2021 about how many threesomes that they have when they go on their trips and they go here and there and they get... Yeah, so mm-hmm. miss me with it. She was trying to seem like mm-hmm. um, she was down for her husband and making, you know, pleasing him and got yeah. herself involved in three ways and, 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 and all sorts of menage a trois and all sorts of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it backfired. It backfired. And so now we're at a point where you guys are parting. But what I will say is that, Tiana, you dealt with the damn thing the way that it should be dealt with. You just see some circle everybody one time. I said what I said. She <laughs> made it quite clear where she stood. She she wasn't mincing words. She said what she said. Now, you were lying <laughs> in a part of that, but you said what you said. And I can at least appreciate that because you're you're not leaving it to speculation. You're cutting it right in half right now. You know, and I can appreciate that. What I'm if you, so sad to see them what, go okay, down what if, in flames. It's not going down in flames. It's, it's the relationship ember- is. They're no longer it, married. They're not going to be married flame. much longer. I would say it's like embering out. Like, you know when the, the fire is just slowly going out and it's just embers and the coals are just slowly light. You know, the embers are slowly dying and it's kind of like, what are you calling it? Fizzling out. Um, but um, yeah, we don't know what happened. So, because I feel like uh, there's reasons why she would want it to seem amicable, obviously, especially where they have they have kids and and the social thing. Um, but there's also like maybe she just is like, you know, I can't keep up with this guy based on what you're telling me anymore. She wants to be free to, you know, of not having threesomes with women. Yeah, or exactly. maybe she doesn't want him in the picture anymore. Maybe yeah. she wants to explore her sexuality in a different way. Listen, Tiana has been in the spotlight for a very long time and she knows how to address the public mm. and she did a great job. However, yeah. I can't believe you a hundred percent. I can't. 
I can't. Um, because she went from one character, like the type of character that I thought that she had, I was very surprised to hear that she was having three sons with her husband. Well, I'm I, very I, surprised to hear that because I'm not up surprised. until her marrying him, mm-hmm. she was a virgin. Was she up until? Yeah, this one. If you I didn't go know back, that. yeah, if you go way back, okay, she was actually a virgin up until she married him. Whoa. So, right, and now all of a sudden you marry him. We're doing threesomes. Not fam. Yeah, but that's the thing. The type, right of, the type of man you marry, right? So this is a guy who's a big well, NBA star. But that, well, well, that's why you could say that maybe mm-hmm. he was cheating. And in order for her to stop the contention in their relationship, she and decided it not to... be cheating, mm. that she get involved in it. Right? So anyway, but yeah, either we're making way, up story. Yeah, we're making storylines now. But either way Well, well it's um, not a hundred percent storylines. These are things these are factual things that have happened in the course of the relationship. And at one point she was going on a whole hobo tour, anybody that would listen on all <laughs> sorts of radio stations saying how she does threesomes with her husband. So <laughs> I, I I'm sorry, but most women don't want to share. Mm. Most women. Most mm. women I would say eight out of 10 women don't want to share their man. Okay. Mm. So the fact that you're willing to share your man, I have to wonder why. Right. Mm. And so is it easier to keep him by getting involved? Right. And therefore it's not cheating. Mm. Therefore you don't feel salty because he's going behind your back. Like cheating to me is not necessarily the act of sex. It's the deception that follows it, right? So the lying and the the not telling me where you're going and coming home whatever time and all these things that go along with cheating. It's not the actual physical action of sex because sometimes relationships can still um, manage to get through those moments of infidelity, right? But it's always the scenario that goes around it. Did you keep up a long term, like a long relationship with this woman, you know, for weeks and months and years? Or did you get drunk with your buddies one day and, and, and fuck around and fell in a pum pum? Like, you know what I mean? It, it's a, so some relationships can survive. Um, but uh, anyway, long story short, they're separated now. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter. And I hope that they they can stay cordial. I hope that they can raise these children. Um, it seems like they have a good relationship enough to do that. Um, and I hope that Tiana finds love again, you know, oh, in the will. future. She's mm-hmm. a beautiful girl. She's yeah. very talented, very smart. So uh, very business savvy. So, you know, I see that happening. With Jeannie Mai, that was too fast. Yeah, I think you. I think yeah, it was a questionable. It was one of those things. Like even though I'm trying to be great, I'm giving. I'm really giving her grace for the most part. Oh, but I, a I lot agree. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, but I agree <laughs> that it was. It was the way everything moved was sus. Like the way how everything kind yeah, of came together. It was. So I will. I can. And I can agree un- on that. Unfortunately, I think Jeezy was her rebound. Hmm. I think he was her rebound. This woman was married to that white man for 10 years of her life. 10 years. And then within two years of being divorced, she was on on to the next, in a relationship, getting married, having children, getting married, or having her wedding. It was like, whoa. 
like girl give yourself give yourself a chance to heal and mm. have a breath i know especially after divorcing for after 10 years 10 yeah, years you... come on yeah. fam and i know at the end of that uh uh marriage it didn't go well you know um it didn't end well you know there was a lot of him and his new girl who was having a child poking at Jeannie Mai saying that she's this, that, and the third. So there was a lot of, you know, contention in mm. the air still. And here she is right back into another relationship with Jeezy. And I just thought that that was too quick. And I thought he's a rebound guy. And I'll be honest with you. And I don't like to speculate this usually, but I didn't think it was going to last. I really didn't because they, they good together, but they're very different. Mm. They are. So anyways, we're going to move on into the workout and because we have to talk about this topic right here Ooh, because yeah. I don't know what Tyler Perry is thinking that he's doing up in here. Okay. But yeah. So earlier this week, Tyler Perry. Oh, so we're into the workout. And this is where we work out our hearts and exercise our mental fitness, doing deep dive discussions on topics that affect our community, affect us. And so one of these topics is Tyler Perry and his comments to black women. And I need Tyler Perry to take several seats, several, a whole row, if you ask me. But anyhow, he made comments earlier this week in an, um, his comments, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but that because black women are higher earners, have more education, that we should settle and that we should settle for men that might not necessarily make as much that um, can maybe just pay a light bill or take you out to dinner from time to time and that we should be content with that man and that they, they this is the reality of the situation that there are more black men out here who are making less than who um, are not able to be you know six-figure earners um, mm. what they call high value men and so as a black woman we should be more accepting of those men well here's what I have to say to Tyler Perry how the hell are you going to build your career on acting like a black woman to then tell black women that we should settle for beneath? Mm. How, how does that work? Well, you're a billionaire, mm -hmm. right? First and foremost. No, but I, I want to, I want to point this out. You're a billionaire that became a billionaire off of the backs of a black woman who you, your whole career was started off of this character of Medea mm. and the character of Medea was a stripper, was a prostitute, was a mother, was a homeowner, was all sorts of things. Yet now you want to tell black women that we should settle for a man that can pay a light bill. Might not necessarily pay the mortgage, but he'll take you out from time to time. Um, billionaire, I need you to take several seats. I don't think you're the one to to 
to be giving black women advice. No, absolutely not. Because, you know, his storylines are all based on struggle love, so he would say that. Now, let's look at uh, let's look at this topic that he <laughs> he's presented to the world. I want to ask one question. Why is it that black women have to make the exception? Why? Somebody because still can't no other it. race is asked to do that. That's the sad part. As a matter of fact, most races groom their daughters, groom their daughters to want the highest paying or high or best job, best earner, best all of these things. Yet as a black woman, I should be okay with the man that drives the bus. Isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic how just a few months ago we were having this same conversation oh, yeah. about a black woman who was saying, well, if he owns the bus, <laughs> right? And now we have a black man who is telling us black women, along with that same lawyer, that we should settle for the guy that drives the bus. Ooh, I'd love to know what Ebony had to say about this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, because I know she's probably rolling around in her bed. Like, <laughs> you see, they want to come for me, and here we have this black man. I know, I feel you, girl. Because ultimately, no other race of women are asked to do this. It's, it's a true. matter of fact, they're actually groomed not to accept a man that can't provide to the top potential. Okay? That I've seen white women, we've heard of different crimes where white women will kill their man, okay? If he can't bring home the bacon. Mm, that's true, eh? Whew. So, how the hell are you expecting me, black woman, who, hold on, now I'm going to put it real good for you right here. I'm going to sum it up real good for you right here. Us black women have to, from the time that we wake up to the time that we go to sleep, we have to deal with microaggressions. We have to go out into this world, into a, 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 a man-based society that only caters to men most of the time. Okay? We have to be at the bottom of the totem pole. We have to be the smartest, the fastest, the best at everything that we do. And you want me to accept less than what I am willing to give? Hmm. So Tyler Perry, several seats, please, sir. Yes, you're going to get the backlash. And it seems like he doesn't really care about the backlash. Of course not. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's fine. That's fine. But I don't think you should have done that because who you're, who you are, most of your films are geared towards is the black woman. Yeah. So it's funny how you're now telling the black woman in, in all of your skits, that's the irony in all of your skits where you play Medea, that character tries to uplift black woman. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet, you you take off the dress and now you want to put me down as a black woman and tell me what I should accept and not accept. You're not the right messenger. Definitely not. Absolutely not. And furthermore, not. are you married to a black woman? He was. I don't know if he's still with that woman. Oh, was. I'm not sure if he, he let me actually yeah. look. He's We're going to look married. that up right now. Because <laughs> from, from what I understand, 
He's not. Okay, from my understanding, Tyler Perry is not married. Okay? And that at one point he was. Mm. And that he divorced her. Yeah, I believe I I have a feeling he is uh divorced, but I was just gonna see for sure. It looked like it was like an Ethiopian, yeah, Ethiopian woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? But isn't I that interesting? Recall hearing that um in twenty twenty December. Perry announced that he is a single bachelor. Okay, and ever yeah, since yeah. then, he has not gotten married. Okay, yeah. So he he's he has a relationship. I think he's with this uh I think she's uh she, yeah. She looks like she's um uh Ethiopian. Mm. Um yeah. but no, he's not married. So mm. I just find it funny how you're telling black women what they should and shouldn't do. Um, but what do you think about this, Jeanette? What do you think about Tyler Perry and what he has to say as a black woman? I am with you in that uh, as, as his status now in the world, he should not make, first of all, no man, really, but more or less Tyler Perry. Thank and you. here's why it's extra insulting. Like, you know, all your points, I'm with you with all your points in the fact that you are a million sitting, a millionaire. I'm sorry, a billionaire. Correction, a Thank billionaire. You. you know how rich you have to be to be a billionaire. God Thank damn. Thank you. So you are sitting in billionaire land, right? Telling black women who Thank are you. the most disadvantaged in, you know, at least we could talk about Amer- American society. One of the most yeah. disadvantaged. Hundred percent. And you are telling them to just pretty much gather the crumbs. Right? You're telling and be them okay to, with it. And be okay with it. And here's the thing. I know even if I want to look at I can look at it as a he's coming from a pure place. So let's say he's coming from a pure place and he wants his black women and friends and stuff to have love. That's you know, that's kind of seems like the angle he was trying to take. But the thing is, the men that um decide that you know, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is most men will have who are you know not are at a different level than you like he said Mm -hmm. um are gonna harbor some type of resentment eventually everything's all honky-dory when you just start dating because you have that new love energy you know you're just happy to have that excitement of right you know you just have that new relationship excitement that you kind of overlook a lot of things but eventually when you move forward with the relationship those men get bitter. Those men get resentful. Those men get jealous. That's and they right. will try. I'm sorry, I'm not, you know, I don't like to generalize, but it's true. That is a pattern is that they are resentful that they don't have control. Then they can't have control because they are not the breadwinner. And don't get me wrong, I think there are some men who are completely hundred percent comfortable with who they who they are and what they bring yep. to a woman, but those are a rare breed, those are hidden gems. I believe that they can exist. I do believe there could be a guy out there who's like, you know what? She makes more than me, but you know, I know what I bring to the table. I know what I give to her. And, you know, I'm comfortable with that. You know what I mean? I do believe that can happen, but it's very, very rare. Yeah. (laughs) That is not, that's the exception, not the standard. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Tyler. And um, so that was my first thing. And then, second it's like 
like you said, it's like, how will they? The thing is, him him talking to us. Almost, like, let me. I'm gonna say talking down to us, uh, black women. When I say us, I mean black women. Yes, that is it. And yes. you, as a billionaire and a leader, thank you. You should be talking to the bloody men. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Where? Why? How did we get into this? You said it in the intro of that statement. He said it. Black women are at the. You know they're making the money. They're the more. They're more educated. Mm-hmm. They're more advanced in life in terms of like you know where they are. So that we know what we're doing. We kind of we we broke. We know the code, right? You need to talk to the brothers now, and help them like decipher to them what they need to do and get to get right and to not be at a disadvantage anymore. What I don't understand about Tyler's comment. Okay, is that Tyler himself went through the struggle? Oh okay? yeah, yeah. He went yep. and he, he 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 talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. He he was homeless, all sorts of things. People didn't believe in him. They were slamming doors in his face, left, right, and down center. Yet you stand today as a billionaire who can go and buy land Ooh. and make a huge studio that's over a plantation. Like, come on, the type of history you're making. Mm. God blessed you. Mm-hmm, so he much. also blessed you with a message. And I'm sorry, you obviously weren't listening real good to God because the message wasn't for us black women. The message was for black men. That's who the message was for. That just like how the message and your testimony can res- resonate more with black men than it can with a black woman. You, coming from the struggle as a black man, have something to give knowledge-wise to black men to level them up. Mm. And you choose to break down black women so that we could be on their level? Nah, fam. If you could rise above that level then you should be using your testimony Mm. to help other men do the same. But instead, you want me to meet you where you're at? Nah, fam. uh, Sorry, I'm too high up in the clouds. I can't even see you. So you need to help your brother level up so he can be in the clouds with the rest of us. Yes. We need to all pull each other up, not down. Because if we were to follow the men, we'd be pulled down, unfortunately. The joke is, is that, here's the thing, is that I've realized amongst most Black women, we don't want to fight. We don't really want the struggle. We no, don't really want tired. the struggle. We've had it long enough. <laughs> you know, um, I think we did it out of necessity. Mm-hmm. I think we did it out of, well, who else the hell is going to do it? I mean... We had so we had the highest number of uh, fatherless homes. We had the highest number of because they always like to talk about oh we, we're the higher earners. We have all this. We have all that. You know how? Because at one point in time we were at the bottom of the financial totem pole, and our families needed somebody to step up and provide for them. And unfortunately, these men's them wasn't doing it. 
Mm. As a matter of fact, they were running away from it, creating other homes that have no fathers. Mm. Okay. So now we had to step into the role out of necessity, not out of desire. I didn't desire to be a single mother. I didn't desire to have to work my ass off to make sure my kid could have the rest like everybody else. Nobody desires to do that, but we had to. And then when we got comfortable in the role, we figured out how to penetrate certain spaces. Now you want me to be dumbed down? Nah, fam. You need to come the fuck up. That's what you need to do. Not tell me to come down. Because if anything, when you fall, right, as a man, don't you want your woman to still be up? Don't you want her to be able to hold down the house? Don't you Mm. want her to be able to hold down the children and the finances? Mm. So I can't come down, friend. I can't come down. Because until we're on the same level, until we, you can elevate me, because that's another thing. I don't see nobody elevating us. Mm. Like, honestly, I don't see nobody elevating us. Elevating ourselves. We have to do it ourselves. All right. And so I'm not going to be listening to somebody of the likes of a billionaire who's telling me to come down while these men are not coming up. So you want us. So basically what you're, what you're telling me is you want us to stay at this mediocre life. That's what you want us to stay at. Well, us women, we want better for our children. We want better for ourselves. We want better for our family, you know? And so, you know, out of necessity, we did that. So don't you now come tell me that I shouldn't be doing that too damn bad. I don't want to do it. So how about you level up so I don't have to? You understand? So listen, Tyler, he done messed with the wrong one today. Because yeah, when I you heard know, him. <laughs> but he, you know what? To, to your point there. Yeah, yeah. A girl. Woosah, woosah. But, it's, but the Lord. thing is, like you said, you mentioned a good point with the children. We said we're trying to break some generational curses, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> women, black women have worked hard to get themselves to be the most educated uh, demo, you know. And uh, definitely, I know in America, it's black women that have are the most educated. That's like statistically, where in terms of degrees and shit like that, in terms of growth, uh, year over year of who's really going after these degrees, right? Thank you. Um, but like, what if you do that and you have children with a man like that, and your children see? You as a woman, literally trying to drag somebody up. Thank you. But you made a good point uh, before we we wrap things up that mm-hmm. I really want to think. It's about being equally yoked, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you said. It's not about, at the end of the day, you know, we're a little bit annoyed, but it's not about money. If there's any men listening here, and they're not saying you need to be a millionaire. Like everybody can't be a millionaire. We're not asking for that. Right. Mm-hmm. But we want, a, we want a man who knows if he's going to have his partner, his wife and his children, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he, if he wants to be the leader, take the place rightfully near traditional, all these men with traditional values out come popping out the woods yet. Out they don't the have woodwork. traditional, but they don't have traditional real values. Because right. They ain't, they ain't saying nothing really, but um, no damn yeah, thing. if you mm-hmm. want to, um, yeah, you need to, you need to be going after something pretty much. Right. 
Nobody's yeah. asking you to be making $500,000 a year, but you need to be actively trying to be somebody who's secure. Let's say mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, we're not talking about a number, somebody who's secure, somebody who has goals, somebody who wants to, to be able to shelter his family. Right. Um, and it's not, a mentality. It's, it's a mentality. mentality. That's it. That's it. Not let's move away the dollars and cents. Let's focus on somebody who has that mentality is not going to be broke. Right. Um, I've always thought that a man should have ambition and motivation. And when he has those two things in life, the sky's the limit. Mm. Now, if you have one and not the other, I find that you stay stagnant. Mm. And I find that it's very easy for them to fall off. Now, I'm not talking about dollars and cents, even though we're saying, you know, he's a billionaire, uh, Tyler Perry's a billionaire and all this stuff. I'm not talking about dollars and cents. I'm talking about a billionaire's mentality. A billionaire's Mm. mentality is somebody who will make sure that generationally, their kids, kids, kids are good. Mm. Now, in order for you to do that, you got to want it. You got to desire it. You got to get up every day with every intention to make sure that your kids, kids, kids is good. Now, you can't do that behind a video game. You can't do that sitting on my couch. You can't do that when you're absent from the household. You can't do none of that. So um, I, 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 I hear what Tyler Perry was saying, but he's the wrong messenger, number one. And number two, um, how about you hold your, your brothers accountable first? How about we have that conversation about them brothers first? Because like Kanye said, whenever he get on, he go leave your ass for the white girl. That's another problem. That's another issue. That when he does get to a level, will he choose a black woman? Will he choose a black woman? So it's all about a mentality in my mind. Because even if he gets to a point where he's elevated himself, will he choose a black woman himself? You know? So you can say, I I, I should accept the scrub who wants to sit on my couch, eat up my kids' snacks, sit, mm-hmm. you know scratches balls all day while I'm tripsing and trailing into work in the sleet, snow, rain. I'm dealing with the kids. I'm dealing with the house. I'm dealing with everything while he gets to sit and freeload and say, oh, I'm going to take you to our yearly buffet. Nah, fam. Mm -mm. I'm not about that life. It's a mentality, you know? And so I think what Tyler Perry should be doing is pouring himself into other black men and elevating their mentality to match their counterpart, which is Mm. a black woman. And not only that, but once they've reached that point, you should be giving them an example of what black love looks like as a billionaire. Maybe you should be doing that. How about you not tell me one more goddamn thing I need to do as a black woman? How about that? How about my that? plate's already damn full. My list is too damn long. I don't need nobody else called Tyler Perry, the billionaire, <laughs> to be studio owner, to be coming to tell me nothing about what I need to do. Point blank period. Um, Tyler, you were wrong for this one. I'm sorry. How about you just go put back on that dress 
and you Ooh. go tell you just go tell Medea what you said. How about you go tell the character of Medea what the hell you just said? Because I'm sorry, fam, you I'm not the one. Cause I'm gonna tell you straight, you dead wrong, Tyler. You dead wrong. Go talk to your your, your fellow brother before you come talk to me. And with that being said, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up right now. And we hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. This week's show, cause it was hot. This one was hot. Uh, and so, whether you lead with your heart or your mind, we ask you to, to stay passionate, stay thoughtful, and we'll talk to you guys real soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.